Hey guys, it's Kevin here. Before we start today's episode, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the first episode. Got a lot of positive reviews and messages and just want to thank you all for that. Keep them coming. If there's anything you want to see in future episodes or if there's anything I can improve on, please also let me know about that. That being said, consider following the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. I'm also promoting the release of each podcast episode on my LinkedIn page. Just find me at Kevin Lai or on my Twitter page at KMDLAI. If you want to be up to date with random stuff that I do during the day or my life in general, follow me on Instagram at KMLAIII. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. You are listening to the Social Science Kaleidoscope. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Social Science Kaleidoscope, episode two. I'm your host, Kalai, back with another episode about social sciences. But before I begin, I just want to say to those that celebrate, Happy Lunar New Year, wishing you all a very uh, happy new year, um, and a year full of fortune. Right now, also, it's just so cold in New York, um, and also my hometown in Dallas, too. It's like crazy winter weather. I just want it to be over. I just want there to be more sun, more green foliage, flowers, whatever. So um, hoping the winter will end soon. Anyway, sorry about getting sidetracked. Um, today's episode will be about something that's very important among professionals in social sciences. Um, and I'm talking about grad school and today's topic will mainly focus on graduate school applications. Um, I just wanted to give two main disclaimers before I begin the topic. First of all, these are my experiences applying to econ PhD programs. And so what I'm about to share is not necessarily true for, let's say, master's programs or other PhD programs outside of economics or finance or whatever. Second, I'm not going to name any institutions. Um, there's a, no reason to, so <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Just know that all the institutions I'm talking about are top 20 programs based off of the US news ranking as of, actually, I don't know, whatever one I was looking at in like 2019 or 2020. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, I thought it'd be helpful just to share kind of my timeline that I went through, my experiences. It wasn't a really happy time and I don't really talk about this that much to my friends so this is like the first time i'm actually sharing this in public so first i think there's always for me there was a preparation period of getting my materials ready but also needing to take all the necessary tests and so um, in june and july of 2019 uh, i was just preparing for the gre studying for the gre and taking it i took it twice and both times i did average i was it wasn't amazing and it also wasn't terrible um just pedestrian scores and but by that time i was already pretty burnt out from taking the tests having studied for like two months and then taking it twice um so i just decided to 
keep the media mediocre scores and just run with it uh, for my application and so more time pass let's say this is around September October um, I applied to the NSF proposal um, and basically it was a good way for me to kind of get all my application materials together so that was the letters of recommendation uh, the personal statement and the fun part about it was mainly the research idea or the research topic so that was in October and it was just nice having my materials in place and preparing to apply to schools um, for the months of November December to really early January by the time I got to November and December that was basically the day the days where just focused on filling out the applications for context I applied to 22 programs in total and it does sound like it's a lot but at least from what I've heard at the time it was pretty common for applicants that are applying to econ phds to apply to 22 programs and only hear back from one maybe or two and yeah it's just it was very soul-sucking imagine having to check the same boxes fill out the same personal information fill out the same credit card information and adjusting the personal statements for 22 diff like 22 different times and so that just sunk a lot of my time um and also as I was filling out the application, I was more nervous and less confident in myself. Just kind of seeing my academic background and my research history all in one place um, definitely catered to a lot of uh, the imposter syndrome f feelings that I was feeling at the time. It also didn't help that I was also applying along with 15, let's say, of my cohort mates at the, from the New York Fed research um, groups so it's definitely a lot of kind of implicit competition and a lot of feelings of inferiority throughout filling the application so that was not a really fun time but by January I managed to fill all my applications get all of them in and so at this point it was just waiting to hear back from schools come February March that's when schools started uncovering the admissions decisions and schools don't straight up say oh this is when we're going to release the decisions it's kind of just happens randomly what happens is usually a lot of people would go on forums um, I really held off until I couldn't take it anymore I couldn't take the weight anymore but go on forums and search uh, what other people, how other applicants are faring, and who has gotten what decision, and so that also was very, very toxic. So hearing back from schools in February, March was also really rough. Um, what happened was I didn't, I heard back from every program except for four programs, and all of them were reject. And so if you're counting with me, that's 18 rejections in the span of roughly two months. At that point. I was feeling really dejected and also just thinking that oh, I have to think about an alternative because there's a good chance I get rejected from the remaining four programs that I have still waiting for me. And so 
in March and April, um, I basically applied to a bunch of different jobs, uh, both within the New York Fed and other groups, um, other roles at other bank, Federal Reserve banks, uh, a couple, one econ consulting firm and one fintech firm, and that was just typical recruiting grind, stressful. It was just all around stressful, but in the end, I said it went okay. I did end up getting an interview at an econ consulting firm that went pretty well, and it sounded like they wanted to, you know, give me a verbal offer. Um, but I, at that time, I was still uncommitted because I was still waiting to hear back from the four programs that uh, haven't gotten back to me yet. And so that was basically one side. Um, another side was just networking with former RAs from the New York Fed that did not go on to grad school. And so having conversations with them, seeing how their careers um, turned out and kind of just discovering different options. Um, definitely not something I wanted to do because again, I at least at the time thought that my ultimate goal was to get into grad school and then go down that path. So that was definitely not a fun networking session to be had in some sense. And then the third thing that happened was in the beginning of April, I did end up getting waitlisted from one program. Let's call it program A. And so program A sent me an email saying that I had a pretty good shot at making it off the waitlist and that um, to, they invited me to come along for the visit day, talk with their faculty, um, just basically act as if I was an admitted student. But I was pretty detached from it. Um, for one, it was virtual, so that's why. But also just didn't feel like I belonged because technically I wasn't admitted yet. I was just someone on the wait list. And so um, I, was, I felt really detached from the, the program that sent out that waitlist decision. And so for the following weeks after that visit day, we were, I was exchanging emails back and forth with the faculty from program A. And as it turned out, I didn't get off the waitlist. Um, there was a lot of factors as to why that happened, uh, mainly because of COVID. Program A was having uh, difficulties finding the funding for, for my supposed position. Um, but that's all speculation. Uh, I don't know exactly why, but um, yeah. With that decision being made, and then the other three programs basically gave me rejects, um, that was it. And by April, I knew I was not going to be in grad school in 2020 to 2021 and beyond. So um, that ended that chapter. And so basically May and June were um, was a time period for me to kind of think about what I wanted to do next very quickly, or at least think about what position to go to next. I did bas did two more interviews um, with different roles at the New York Fed, data and statistics being one of them. Foreshadowing, <laughs> I ended up taking that job. I did another interview with another role uh, that ended up going nowhere, but... Um, remember the econ consulting firm interviews that I had in March. Well, it turns out because of COVID again, um, they had to freeze my hire. So um, 
basically that was off the table at that point and come come june um i got an offer from data and statistics and ended up just taking it and i transferred into data and statistics as of july 15th 2020 so that's basically my journey um from for grad school applications had time to think about this but kind of what was the reflection of that journey i described um for one it was just really really stressful um i think leading up to wanting to apply to grad school it was a lot of prep work and so it's like the research position for two years and even before that um, in college, taking the right courses, having the research background, um, having the research experience were super important. Essentially, if you want to add all that up, it's like five or six years of preparation for this one opportunity to apply to a grad school and then move on from that. And so um, realizing it wasn't going to work out and having to change into looking for something else or going down a different path in a matter of let's say two to three months definitely um, did not help because the time crunch was just um, was was real in some sense at that point there's also a lot of mental stress um, and emotion um, having basically struck out from all the 22 programs that I applied to um, because of COVID there wasn't really anyone I could talk to face to face so it was just really struggle having to grapple with the reality of that by myself working through it um, in isolation in quarantine so that's the stress dimension of it the second dimension is just grappling with the idea of grad school I think my perception and my attitude towards grad school has changed dramatically um, partly because of what ended up all the admissions decisions that ended up coming out. I think over time I realized that it's basically nothing to cry about. I think everyone has a path and so I have a path that didn't work out and I'm just looking for the next thing to do. In terms of grappling with not getting into grad school, I'm kind of beginning to realize that maybe it isn't for me. Um, and that's not saying that I can or can't do it it's just more uh, just questioning whether I wanted to do it in the first place and so before um, based off of my experiences in college um, and experiences right out of college in my RA-ship there's kind of this mirage or this path that's being set up um, just by the nature of pursuing an RA type position having that kind of illusion or mirage shatter um, kind of opened my eyes to a bigger picture, um, other options, and made me realize that this is not the hard set path that um, everyone has to take. Um, so I feel a lot better um, about expressing that now. In terms of whether I want to apply again or not, I'm, pr I'm kind of unsure at this point, but I'm pretty confident that if I were to apply again, it probably go better the second time because I've already had that experience the first time and I will have a better sense of what I want and so that would definitely contribute to maybe writing my personal statement better, um, my motivation for taking the tests again, um, things like that.
the third dimension I wanted to share is kind of understanding why the results happen. Um, I know there's like a lot of luck involved in terms of application decisions, but I think for me, there's kind of a common theme of my academics and my test scores on paper don't look as strong and therefore that's why uh, the results didn't go the way I wanted them to go. So what I mean by that is, I mentioned earlier that my GRE scores were pedestrian, but you know nothing to write home about, and that definitely did not help in terms of my application. Um, also, some of the math grades that I received from college upper-level courses um, were also very average. They weren't amazing, and so if you put those two things together, it's definitely going to be a recipe for disaster. Um, I felt like I did have some of the software skills to, to kind of make up for it, such as research experience, um, good letters of recommendation, uh, what else? Like research ideas and research interest, and so I thought those could make up for the mediocre test scores or mediocre grades, but I guess that wasn't the case in the end. So um, that was a pretty painful realization. So yeah, that was just an overall thought process and my reflection of applying to grad school through from my experience. Why do I want to share this type of stuff? Um, I think the main reason why I want to share is because at the time when I was going through um, all the rejections, I didn't really have anyone to talk to or I didn't really have anyone to really kind of share it with. and. This type of stuff is not very easy to share. Like no one's going to openly flaunt that they got rejected from all the programs that I applied to. It just doesn't happen that way. And so um, for those out there that are going through the same thing that I did, there are alternatives out there and that it won't, it's not the end of the world. It might actually be a uh, gateway to a new opportunity. So I think that's the biggest reason why I wanted to share that experience. So what was the main lesson that I learned from this experience? Um, you know, even though I got rejected from 22 schools, I think I still learned a lot about myself. I learned for one that maybe at this given moment, I'm not ready for grad school. I'm not ready to give up some of the things I have right now in order to pursue grad school. And second, I don't think I had the motivation or the um want to um to 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 go to grad school and so i guess through the application process i began to realize that i was kind of on the fence about grad school like oh it'd be nice if i went but that's not the mentality that uh positioned me to succeed my advice to you all is that if you wanted to apply to grad school or apply to a PhD program, you have to really want it um, in order to succeed. Uh, I think the more you want it, the more successful the application process will be. Um, and just from all the people that I've seen and from all the people that have gone on to amazing grad programs, um, they all had a level of want to. Um, they all had a level of motivation that was definitely higher than mine. 
um, and they definitely wanted to go. I think that's the biggest key to success is just to really want something such that uh, you'll go after it with all your might. That was the journey, the reflection, and the lessons I learned from those six months, I suppose. Maybe it was more like a year, but we'll just say six months. <laughs> Before I wrap up the episode, I just want to say thank you to, first of all, my recommenders. Thank you for mentoring me, reading through my application materials, and also writing the recommendation letters, and having to upload it 22 times because I applied to 22 programs. Um, I obviously don't know what y'all wrote, but um, I really appreciated the uh, vote of confidence and I definitely appreciated the support all the way through the process. Second, I want to thank some of my close friends at the New York Fed RA program. Y'all have been very supportive. Um, definitely there were lots of nights of frustration and just anxiousness and kind of going through it together made me feel a lot better and kept me sane. Um, so thank you so much for that as well. And third, just want to thank some of my college friends and some Ultimate Frisbee friends actually as well who have read through my personal statements and made edits. Um, also just thank you for taking the time to read my application and give me thoughtful feedback and it was definitely really helpful. I'm going to wrap up the episode here. If you have any other questions, comments, or any just thoughts in general, feel free to connect with me on my socials. I'll provide them in the description. And yeah, thank you for listening to the second episode of the Social Science Kaleidoscope. I hope to see you all next time.